Good morning, Manfred. Good morning, short ass. Have you got something pithy for the fucking listeners? Yeah, that was that was yesterday. That was last week. You want something new now? We need some. We need a new pith. No pith off then. That's fuck. That's what we, I can't stop talking like this now. <laughs> <coughs> it's time for the adventures of Stumpy and Grumpy. Oh, shit. We're scraping the barrel now, aren't I can't, we? I can't stop talking like this now. Uh. Join us as we celebrate their odd friendship and their love of all things Australian. That was the worst joke ever. I know. Ever. I mean, ever. I know. In the history of jokes. This podcast is intended for adults, so wowzers can go fuck themselves. Uh, I'm looking out the window, mate. That rain was good, but look at it now. It's bloody beautiful, glorious, absolutely marvellous. We fished out a couple of bloody uh, toads from the pool and squashed or ate them to death. Uh, sorry, that was they were humanely killed. No, they were, no, no, no. No, I had murder in my eyes. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm Did sorry, I squashed a frog and I ate a You're a vicious little prick, weren't you? Look, I can't get any work done here for night time because the fucking frog's out in the yard. That's not frogs, they're toads, mate. Toads, frogs. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what was the... See, I was trying to be smart then to think of the biological fucking reference name and I couldn't. <laughs> oh, dear. So, in the comments down below, tell us what the... Uh, uh, the uh, so, tell us what the biological term for frogs is. What is it? Well, fucked if I know, but I was trying to be smart. Wait on, we'll Google it. We'll fucking Google the cunt. Do we put this on fast forward? Frog. Dear listener. Well, they're amphibians, of course, right? In Amphibians? What's an amphibian? I was trying to think of the uh, their amphibia. Uh, Anura is the, order, is, the, is the order. Phylum is Chordata. Animalia. Chordata. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give us your Chordata, you cunt. <laughs> it sounds like little pockets. Remember, this is old buddy uh, 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 joke about a bloody uh, chook and a frog. You know, right? The uh, was it the chook uh, wanted to educate the frog, so uh, chook would go and get a get a uh, get a book, and she'd have to go back to the bloody library several times. And the reason every time she bought a fucking book to the frog, he'd say, "Read it, read, read it, it, read it." Read it. Read it. Read it. Worst dad joke in the fucking world, that one. Oh, bloody pathetic. It's almost as bad as... What other joke? Well, I don't do dad jokes. I do really foul, horrible fucking yeah, no. things that scar your mind. You wake up at 2am in a cold sweat thinking about. You do much travelling up, uh, up the top end of all uh, bigs? Oh, in the old days, yeah. When, 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 when people uh, could give a fuck about me, yeah. You know, we used to go to festivals, festivals and stuff, you know, uh, a few years ago. There was one of the bush poets that I absolutely adored, Shirley Friend. And we went on tour with her as well. Oh, she was just, she yeah. was just gorgeous. I love you, Shirley. She yes. was fun. She was so We've got to take fun. her out to lunch sometime. Yeah, we should. And the naked poets, you know, when Shirley was with them. No, not them. I thought she was great. I thought she was absolutely fantastic, you know. But her son's done some, uh, done some Lance. stuff. Lance, yeah. He has, hasn't he? Yeah, he's written some fairly good stuff. Yes, and he, and, and he travels around up north a little bit he as well, too. He travels around up the top end yep. and down, uh, down the bottom end. <laughs> he travels, he travels around. That was a gay joke I just thought of then. Where does he try? He travels around the bottom end a bit. That's an innuendo. That's an innuendo, you can't. That's an Italian suppository, right? Uh, yeah, it is. 
No wonder I'm gay. I used to get them for fucking asthma when I was a kid. Aminophilin suppositories. Mum used to put the glove on, whack one up my ass every morning. Yep. Working hard, busy chasing yesterday. When the trip up to the territory came my way. We're traditional people of our land. Ancient culture we don't always understand. Friendly faces, gentle souls. Yeah, we sitting here. The story's told on Galloway. Some go down with me There. Lance friend with Galawinku from up there from Elko Island, all that area. Fabulous stuff, eh? Lovely. You've been through there, all that Man and Greta and uh, yes. all that area up the top end. Uh, Elko, as well. Melville, all of those. Bathurst Islands. As well. and, yeah. and down in the Gulf Groot. of Groot, yes. Yeah. Nooka, Groot. Nooka, Nooka and Roper River there. Yeah. And those wonderful iconic towns uh, across the top there, too, you know, like Fitzroy Crossing, which we both Hall, love. Yeah. Halls Creek. Creek, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Many, I've had a few beers on that Halls Creek pub <laughs> veranda. 
uh, sorry, in the Fitzroy Crossing uh, pubs, yeah. Brandon. One of our great bands, Fitzroy Crossing, a great Aboriginal band. Yes. Uh, from that area, of course. And, and, we, and uh, the uh, the hot springs uh, that are in the uh, Vic River and all that area. Uh, go on, you know, down that whole Northern Territory area is just yeah. awesome. Absolutely awesome. West, Northwestern Australia, Kimberley yeah, yeah, region. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, further over the Northern yeah. Territory, uh, frankly, uh, away from the Kimberleys, but yeah. Um, but I just, just loved it. We took a trip once from us. Uh, from uh, uh, either I think it was Fitzroy or was it Horse Creek? Might have been from Horse Creek down south to a thing called Balgo, uh, Balgo, Balgo Mission, and uh, at the time, and it was during the time in 1979 when Aboriginals were getting um, self determination. Uh, the government, this was an idea the government had of self determination. Uh, what that came, the the mechanics of that turned out to be white people uh, pulling out of Aboriginal settlements in drove and taking everything they could steal from the from the settlement at the same time. That's what it turned out to be in 1979. That's what I witnessed anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, we took a 13-hour trip. It took 13 hours to go the 200 kilometres to Balgo Mission because the <laughs> corrugations in the road, two-inch, three-inch corrugations in the road. There's a picture that Laurie Minson has of us pulling up at, um, you know, with the, with the uh, caravans and every fitting inside both of our caravans it was like a, it was demolished inside, absolutely demolished. <laughs> no cupboards. Everything was on the all the tin was on the floor. No cupboards on the walls. Nothing. It was all totally demolished wow. after travelling this thirteen hours, uh, two hundred and something kilometres from uh, Halls Creek to Balgate Mission. <laughs> I saw a very funny thing there, <gasps> Manfred, where a group of Aboriginals flew in when we were at Balgo. Uh They flew in on their plane. Uh, got off all in traditional garb and gear and spears and everything. Bit of a conflict, apparently, between one mob and another. And one, this Aboriginal mob, they had the royalties from the oil and everything. They had a plane, so they flew into Halls Creek, got out, took on the mob there with their spears and rocks and nullers and everything for about 15, 20 minutes. People lying on the ground, got back in the plane and pissed off. It's the strangest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Just the landforms up there alone, you know, are just extraordinary in the hills and that, and hills and it's gullies and stuff. Gorgeous, it's lots of beautiful gullies and, and yeah, gold found, of course, alluvial gold still. <laughs> How much is there? God right. knows. And the, yeah, all over Western Australia, you've got you've got little potters that are sort of doing their little How bits and pieces. Can you find in those little gullies? Indeed. How much can you find? Just a little Western gully. That's where my story lies The bend has swallowed the water The green pig long since died The white faces no longer roam Against the many colours of red The trees still offer a bit of shade But as I drive a little farther, there's a different story to tell.
She have a lovely voice. Lovely That's voice. Lana Ross. And how much gold can you find in a little western gully? Oh, you get the idea. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Did you do any gold prospecting at all? You know, when I was a kid, I was fascinated <clears throat> by finding um, uh, because there was a, there was a gold found at Moore Creek uh, in the old days in uh, Moore Creek in, in, in Tamworth, Moonby, out near Moonby. Oh, okay. So, so because they took, took it all out, they call it Less Creek now, right? But that's exactly right, Manford. I'm glad yeah, to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, there was all the, the Moore Creek uh, Cave and all that there was, you know, but I was fascinated by the idea of, of, of you know, panning. of panning for gold. So I, I taught myself how to pan. I was actually really good at it. You know, mm, uh, well, I hated fishing. <laughs> So, you know, so it was an excuse to do panning when when my friends we used to go fishing. They went fishing. I used to go with them so I could drink the beer, but I didn't like the fishing. So I panned for gold. <laughs> yeah, we had a uh, um, back back home in in, uh, in the old country in uh, in my hometown. We a mate and I, a mate and I we we got together and we we bought the lease to this bloody hard rock mine in Anarchy, right? The only reason we bought the bloody lease for us so that we could play with bloody dynamite. With the jelly night and stuff. Do you know how much bloody rock a quarter plug of jelly night oh, can know, shift? You know, do you know how do you know how big how much a bigger tree stump it can fucking move out of the ground? So I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I was a bit of a pyro. <coughs> oh yeah, you too, are you? And all over Western Australia, mate, you've got bloody gold. Waiting to be picked up straight off the, you know, you, 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 you watch gold, uh, diggers and what have you and outback country shows. But you, you know, you know how it's supposed to be done though, like with the, with the, 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 the metal detectors and you've yeah. got your pan, right? You've got your yeah. pan and stuff and you've got to get the, 
the pan in there. And Not much water there to do your bloody pan in, though, mate, I tell you. Stuff. Where's that? Where? Western Australia. Well, you can find little pockets of uh, stuff. Pockets of what, gold? I don't think so. No, mate. no you, you've got to learn how to do this, man. Yeah, but you not. can't do it right. I mean... No, no... You, no, come on. No, Listen, mate, I, I know how it goes. Not my first radio, you know. A young cowboy walked into the Maribel showground. He was a new boy to the circuit, and he was rodeo bound. He was kind of shy and nervous when he paid and walked away. Heading to the stock pens where he'd drawn the Baldy Bay. He heard the shoot boss call his name to shoot gate number four. Then he picked the saddle up as the horse began to strike and fall. Willing hands were everywhere, encouraged by new mates who advised him like his father did for when he left the gate. Settling on his saddle bronc, he's got knotted up inside. One voice saying, watch his head, go with the horse's stride. How much headroom do I give him? I can't have any doubt. Then don't forget to hook his shoulders when you're jumping out. Ride him, cowboy, ride him, think about your pride. Stay with him ten seconds for this your first pro ride. Don't think about the others, spur out on every stride. Now you're in the big time on this piece of rumby hide. When the shoot gate opens, this won't be no box truck. Better now to buckle down, for you only get one shot. Then hey, watch his head again as he tries to act the pro. His hat is touched for luck. He's ready now, let's go. This ball he made jumped out the gate full of fury and of fire. He strikes the ground and bunches, then bucks me way up higher. I've lost his head and my body aches with all the jolting pain. Somewhere I hear the crowd while I'm in the spin again. Ride him, cowboy, ride him, think about your pride. Stay with him ten seconds for this your first pro ride. Don't think about the others, spur out with every stride. Now you're in the big time on this piece of rum. Through the dizzy mist of time I'm not having my best ride He's really serving it to me This piece of from behind He twists one way then the other And puts on quite a show I hear that stock whip's welcome crack And the pickups grab me low I hit the ground the easy way Thank the pickup men Through the dust and haze I heard we'll see you back again Then it dawned on me that I rode time The first time that I tried As I walked back towards the yards On this my first pro ride Ride him, cowboy, ride him Think about your pride Stay with him ten seconds For this your first pro ride don't think about the others, spur out with every stride. Now you're in the big time on this piece of rumby hide. Now you're in the big time on this piece of rumby hide. Mm-hmm.
ton one himself, Keith Jamison, hey? Good on you, Jamo. That, that fucking chair when you lean back. Sorry, That's sorry. the fucking chair, Jamo. We'll try We've got to send this back to you. Well, send this fucking chair back to you, Jemmo, because every time he moves, he cranks it up. It's just a crack, cracky, crack. Anyway, Keith Jamison there. Uh, uh, m- not my first radio. Good segue, mate. Well done. <laughs> it's stumpy and grumpy. You know when country music artists get together with other country music artists to do duos and stuff, right? Yes. If you, think of any favourites over the years. What, have you got any favourites of that sort of behaviour? Well, the big standout, I guess, from overseas tends to be uh, Dolly and... Uh, I knew, yeah, for some reason, I knew it. Islands in the stream. Yeah, that's That the is one. what we... Uh, for Mate, some reason, I knew you were going to say that, yeah. you old disco freak. You're, t- you're talking about couplings. Yeah, well, the... the couplings, duos, couplings, duos, duos, duos. Couplings, it's duos. very sexual of you at this time of the morning. But I would have thought, if you go back, have a listen to... Remember uh, Smokey Dawson and, uh, and uh, Slim did a thing? Uh... There were some great uh, partnerships, uh, you know, here in Australia. Uh, the girls don't get a chance much, uh, but we've had some from Becky Cole and and Sarah Storer, and and uh, we've had uh, um, Gina Jeffries and Becky and and and, and then Tanya Kernigan. They've all done sort of things together over the years. But I, I I love iconic voices and unusual voices. And I think one of the most unusual over the years has been uh, unusual voices is uh, Slim's daughter, Anne Kirkpatrick. I think she's been a... Hmm. She's got a really unusual voice. One of the great shows I saw when I was a kid was her with the big band before they got together and formed Bullamacanka. Uh, the guys in that band actually were playing with Anne Kirkpatrick in, in the big band, and it was just wonderful watching them. Um, but uh, she's done a team-up a couple of years ago with uh, the daughter of Stan... Stan Costa, oh, no, Tracy, a Tracy Costa, <laughs> and Tracy's just coming back strong. Uh, she's got a gold guitar nomination well. this yes, year. She does. Yeah, Trace. Oh, I'd like to see that happen, actually. Trace, I hope you get the golden guitar, love. I really do. Even though my mate's sitting here beside me, he's got two nominations this year. I'd rather see you get it, love. <laughs> Fuck him. I'm throwing off these city clothes, going where the Gidgey grows, heading far west and cattle run. Leave my sweetheart, catch a train, heading for the saltbush plain, way out toward the setting sun. My restless heart has been tied down by a boy and by a town. Now I'm gonna throw the slip rails wide. Let my wild emotions out Wanna kill you, wanna shout As I rake fiery brumbies hide I wanna let my voice go free A reckless gallop through the trees Out upon a racing scrubber's tail Hear the timber round me break Feel the saddle leather squake As I down a scrubber by the tail Horse north, hear the dingoes howling mournfully. Hear a thousand cattle stamp as they rush from their night camp. All oh, that noise is music now to me. Well, I'm throwing off these city clothes, going where the gidgey grows, heading far west and cattle run. Leave my sweetheart, catch a train, heading for the saltbush plain, way out toward the setting sun. Oh, 
Tracy Costa, what a lovely duo they make! It's almost like the, the McKean sisters. Yeah, Remember those? That, that wonderful sound together. Yeah, That's so important when you're doing a, you know, harmonies. Yeah, I mean Troy Casadale and Adam Harvey did it, and they've done some things together. You know, but it's just like two blokes it's good singing. To hear the, good to hear the girls. Yeah, but it's good to hear the girls, and it's not just two girls singing. It's two girls that are singing together well. Yeah. That's what I just historically like speaking. Yeah, as historically well. speaking, yes. exactly. The Stumpster. And the Grumpster. We've got some amazing musicians in this country. Uh, unfortunately, they're uh, leaving. Uh, they're leaving in droves. Uh, by, and it's uh, such a shame. Um, but I suppose it's the way the world is. Uh, we just lost. Well, we haven't really lost them. I mean, Tommy Emanuel went over and you know, he's doing amazing things around the world. Uh, but another one recently, of course, was uh, Stewie French. We lost him to Texas. Uh, but, uh, he's doing so well with his family over there. They do these video clips on YouTube. Check them out, uh, Stewie French and the family. Uh, are, they on, in, are they in Texas or Nashville? No, they're in, they, they were in Texas. I don't know whether they moved to Nashville. Yeah. If you know more than I do there, I don't know. But no, they're still in Texas as far as I know. Okay. Uh, doing well, uh, because Texas is, is, is the, is becoming the big musical thing. A second season? Really? It's stumpy and grumpy. Anyway, a few years ago, Stewie met a remarkable young woman by the name of Camille Tenachul, and uh, I'm not sure whether I'm pronouncing it right, but it from, from, like... from our eastern island. Yes, very much so. Yes. yes. Uh, but uh, she's a Maldi, yep. And uh, they uh, they got married, eventually married, got kids, and it's a wonderful thing. It's beautiful. And uh, they, uh, they did a track uh, a few years ago that I think is one of the most beautiful songs. It's called Blue Smoke. Have a listen to this. Manfred, and uh, listeners down in the comment section, please tell us what you think. I love this. Blue smoke goes drifting by into the deep blue sky. And when I think of home, I sadly sigh. Oh, I can see you there with loving tears in Kiro te rami 
Stewie French, Camille Tennant knew who there we are singing uh, Blue Smoke. Gorgeous song. Love it, love it, love it. Lovely yeah. voice. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go into a song now uh, that's uh, from an old mate uh, back in the 80s. He played at my theatre a couple of times, uh, Pixeland Country Theatre, uh, back in the old days. Um, and he was the first of the big uh, country music artists, I suppose, back in the 80s to tour around uh, in a big black bus with his name on the side and all that sort of thing. His name, of course, is Johnny Chester. Yes. Not too many songs you hear about Brisbane. No. No, there mm. isn't. Uh, and uh, I always think of Brisbane as a big country town, you know. I don't know why. I still do. But yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, I like it. It is one of our most beautiful cities in Australia, for I sure. I think so. And livable. Uh, certainly livable. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, price of living here is not as great as it is in, in, in the middle of Sydney, of course. Jesus Christ. Indeed. And uh, But, you know... Uh, there's been great songs written about uh, Sydney and uh, and Melbourne. John Willison wrote a terrible song about Melbourne. Melbourne green, Melbourne blue. I used to irritate the shit out of him uh, uh, when uh, when I could by singing that song in public and telling people, you know, John wrote that. It's one of his great songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can be a prick sometimes. Of course I can. It's my job. <clears throat> um, but uh, now Johnny Chester was a, he was he's a great uh, he was a great he's a great singer. I don't I don't think he's still out there doing it anymore. I haven't heard of him for years. But uh, but uh, anyway, this is Johnny jo Johnny Chester. What was this song you brought in? Glory, glory. Why the hell would you name that after a, after a Brisbane uh, song about Brisbane? Why the hell not? Glory, glory. Why would you do that? It's like oh Christ. <laughs> he didn't live here. We do. He bought a one-way ticket On a Pioneer Express With the change he got himself a magazine He's headed down to Melbourne But he won't go quite that far He's got to get off somewhere in between The lights of Brisbane shine on through the window in the rear. It seems he's leaving all his past behind. But a $30 ticket cannot buy up 20 years. And a thousand miles won't put her from his mind. Glory, glory, I'll be back to see 
Pete's gonna do his pride some harm if she decides to stay. But right or wrong, the choice is hers alone. And if she'll come back with him, there'll be no more to say. They'll settle down and build a happy home. Song for Brisbane. Song for Brisbane. From Johnny Good Chester. Johnny I reckon Chester. they put somebody else in there. I don't think that's Johnny Chester. Someone else's voice in the, in the end. No, there. he's gotten a bit older. Yeah, it's Johnny Chester. He sounds <laughs> younger. He sounds younger. He sounds younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They ah. put somebody else in there. Good stuff. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. The Adventures of Manny and Pix. Do you remember... Um, do you remember Gary Kohler at all? Local, no. Local bloke. Guitarist. Sounds like uh, Muso. Do. Played Bobcats. Oh, I remember the Bobcats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He passed just well. Oh, wait, I, know, I think I know who you're talking about. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Passed yes. a little while ago. Yeah, I didn't really know him, no. Apparently he made quite an impact on quite a few musos and that. And, uh, and I remember seeing him and, and uh, chatting with him often up here in Brizzy at different festivals as well too. And uh, But the uh, the next piece was uh, was a bit of a, not a surprise, but it was, it was a pleasant surprise for me at... It was called. It was it was put together by friends of Gary, and they all sang a verse or two or a few lines of a song. It's been done before, but it's, this is lovely. Quite a um, quite a. Um, this is on his passing. On his passing. Yeah. Oh, it's After lovely. Passing, it's yeah, lovely. Indeed. There's nothing I can make fucking fun of with that. No, there isn't. <laughs> he made the hair stand up on the back of my neck when he sang about his dad. And I identified with the best love he ever had A songwriter and an old guitar at a tavern bar in town Just came in to wash away these things, been dragging me down I felt the cold water on my feet down at the fishing hole and the hot sun beating down on my back I saw the full moon shine and go He painted pictures in my head Things opened you And the blues that I came in to lose were gone Before I knew Yeah, the right 
To a town where I was born, sweet black Queen Street, off of the van, chewing on a cup of sweet corn. I felt the cold and lonely nights, the day sunny and warm. He took me back down to the river and into the eye of the storm. It reminded me to think about my family. Oh. It's all very temporary Live it while you can It can lead you like a bird in flight And the rider was right Well, I walked home that night A little happy, a little sad And I gave my wife and kids The biggest hugs they ever had Yeah, the rider made me think about my family. Oh, the rider made me think about my life. He said it's all very temporary. Leave it while you can. It can leave you like a bird in flight. And the rider's right. Tears rolled down both of my cheeks when he sang about his dad. That's lovely. The writer, a tribute to Gary Kohler. That's lovely. Lovely song. With Caswell and a whole swag of others in there. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling, I, for some reason, it's bringing, bringing bells now. Yeah. Uh, and I can't... Uh, there's a lot of musos around. Oh, mate, I just... And many of them, they're just wonderful people. They really, are, and, and the amount of... You know, I, I, I forget a lot of them over the years, and as the years pass by, and, you know, you play so many bands and so many sessions, hundreds of recordings, thousands of recordings, and uh, you just... You, yeah. The Adventures of Manny and Picks. Do you remember our first trip out to, out to Alice? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. That was fun. Yeah, and you really hated camping back then. Oh, I still like camping. I think it's pointless. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you complained bitterly, I know. I remember, you know, you had to, I thought, oh, shit. I didn't complain bitterly. You com- you No, he's, he's, that's hyperbolic, uh, folks, no, if you're listening. Hyperbole? He's been a cunt. No, hardly. I mean, you, you weren't at the receiving end. Thank Christ for that. Not from you anyway, son. <laughs> I I enjoy the camping. I enjoy the uh, the simplicity of it all, and particularly sitting with with mates around a campfire. You're not into, you're, you're you're really not into camping, eh? I, 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 under some circumstances, it's fine. Okay, so tell me exactly how many times have you entertained with mates around a microwave? Everyone sing round the campfire Where the song of the curlew Dance with me under the moonlight Until the morning breaks Oh come, I love 
In that. that was the Pigrams uh, being hosted by no, no. Casey Jones. Being supported by Casey Jones. Oh, just gorgeous stuff. Gorgeous, gorgeous song, Campfire. I remember her when she was such a little girl, you know, before she joined the, with, you know, uh, Bill, Bill Chambers and his wife uh, years ago, uh, you know, when, when Bill uh, was, was, was still Compass Mensis and you could actually have a conversation with him. Um, <laughs> I hope he hears that. Bill, Bill Chambers, if you're listening, fuck ya. Listen, you never ever fucking shared a joint with me, you prick. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, but, uh, she was, uh, she was just gorgeous in the, uh, in the, the early days of the Dead Ringer band, for instance, and coming I through. I loved that. All, always knew she was gonna be, uh, Big. yeah, especially at the time too, because I look at these things, so this is why country music history is important, because you, you, you glean information from the past and you can see how it affects the present. Uh, for instance, when Casey Chambers was coming on the scene with her first album and stuff like that, 
we were just going through uh, we were just going through that period of country music uh, where they were looking for unusual voices. I think at the time, and certainly people like Iris Dement, uh, I think mm. uh, you know, is is very similar. Uh, she's, a, she's an acquired taste, Iris. Well, well, Casey is very very similar. She's on the same timber. Uh, of Iris Dement there as well, and I think that during that time, I think that people make those corollaries. But mm. uh, she's uh, Casey's done amazing things, and and mm-hmm. she's uh, she's a great ambassador for Australia overseas as well. You still listening to this crap? You've got another one for us, What did you bring in, Dave? You brought this one in. Who, what is uh, this? I did. Look, have you noticed that uh, in in many small country towns, there's a lot of heroes there? Oh God, really? And but but they're unsung. And uh, and barely recognised by anybody who might happen to be flitting through the town. Are you using the term heroes in the, the way it's meant? In the proper sense. Yeah, you know, okay. Un- unsung. Yeah. Brave. Brave individuals who, 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 do, who do much for the, uh, for the community. And um, in a sense that would be... They don't necessarily put their lives on the line every day, but they certainly put themselves out for other people every day. You notice that? Absolutely. I chose this one by Matt Cornell, and it's called In This Town. He stumbles with his words sometimes, and it's hard to understand. He took one punch too many, yeah, but we still call him champ. Buy him a beer, and you're gonna hear the story once again of the right that put Brothers down. He became a hero in this town. In this town, we take care of our own. In this town, no one dies alone. We ain't got too much, but there's enough to go around. Nobody's Nobody in this town She was in a world of hurt When he died in Iraq Three kids under seven And a brand new broken heart She said goodbye, your tears are dry This memory lives on We know that we'll never let her down Cause we take care of our heroes in this town In this town, we take care of our own In this town, where no one dies alone We ain't got too much, but there's enough to go around Nobody's a nobody in this town Extraordinary people living ordinary lives. Everyone, somebody in our eyes. In our eyes. In this town, we take care of our own. There's enough to go around 
nice fiddle playing there, mate. In this town, Matt Cornell. Lovely stuff. Like it. A bit of an American accent, but, oh, you know, what do you take it as it comes these days? Let it go, let it go. The Stumpster and the Grumpster. It seems like I had, a, I had an argument with the uh, with the missus. She's Canadian, as you know. And um, and she says that when I complained about the uh, the the accents in our country songs, she said, but, but that's the natural singing voice. No, it's not. It might be for Canadians. And it might be for uh, Americans, but but not the English. It's not the problem with this is the Americanisation of music worldwide. We tend to sing with that accent because that's where the market is. The market, the big songs, the big artists—they're all singing with the American accents, and it's moved from there. It's—I uh, mean, that Americanisation, of course, has come through with baseball caps, wearing baseball caps backwards, and doing all those finger things and the, the, the graffiti tagging. All of that comes from America. Thank you, thank you, America. Yes, it might, uh, it might be a show, uh, particularly where the accents go, but we don't—we don't have the mindset or the bigger, the bigger picture of, of how to push our music and how to push our culture. No, no. We lose our culture. It's a shame because if you listen to some, uh, for, for instance, country music artists from England, uh, um, they have a, an amazing, uh, um, that, uh, many of them sing in their own uh, voice, their own accent. They do. We have our own culture. If we don't share it willingly, we will lose it. Yes. That's it. Now, talk about good old Aussie culture. You can't beat bush poetry. And bush poetry comes uh, really sweetly from one Melanie Hall. And uh, talk about cross-culture, she's talking about a Scottish vet. Our new veterinary surgeon came from Scotland in November to replace old Dr Douglas, who we found could not remember if he had to birth a batch of pups or euthanise a horse. After one mistake too many, Dr Doug, with great remorse, left his business to the Scottish bloke who'd never been out west, and who braved our boisterous banter about his tartan kilt and vest. I had heard along the grapevine our new vet was called MacLeod, so I went down to the station to join the jostling crowd of accumulated animals and eager clientele who were anxiously awaiting there to greet the Scottish swell. Great-grandma came from Scotland. Our genealogy had proved that he could have been a cousin, 27 times removed, See, we had a little problem with our randy kangaroo. And no matter what me mother said, I couldn't misconstrue his lascivious intentions, which were evidently lewd. The thoughts in his marsupial head were absolutely rude. But me mother wouldn't get him fixed. He's made that way by God. Till his unrelenting appetites became completely odd. How poor Labrador was terrified to walk across the yard. And me mother treated all of this with total disregard. That rapacious roo would stalk our dog with amorous intent. So I rang the vet to see if he could gain me mum's consent. The roo was in our paddock, so I took the vet outside. We couldn't find me harried hound. She'd gone somewhere to hide. Mum was in the garden, bending over, pulling weeds, and about to be the target of the roo's immoral needs. The miscreant marsupial was masticating grass when he turned towards me mum. MacLeod yelled, Move, me lass! You'll have to do your best to stop him. You can see me hands are full. 
So I shoved me mum, dropped me head and charged him like a bull. While MacLeod was screaming at me, You've knocked your mum out cold. Like a rag doll on a rocking horse, I tried to keep a hold. Here's your chance, he called. Go, lassie, try and wrap your legs around. And I'll do the operation when you've thrown him to the ground. For one fantastic moment there, I thought his plan would work. Till MacLeod produced his scalpel, and the beastie went berserk. We cleared the fence in one long bound. He took the gully in his stride, while MacLeod ran close behind us, shouting, Hold on, girlie! Ride! Through the spinifex and thornbush at a racing pace we went. Me bum was turning black and blue from jolts on each descent. Disaster loomed. I dare not fall. We leapt a rotten log, and all these visions flashed before me of me poor molested dog. And MacLeod was screaming at me. Try and wheel him to the right. Then you can throw him down and hold him. And be sure to hang on tight. Hang on tight, I squealed. You lunatic, you bagpipe blowing bum. I wish you'd stayed in Scotland and I'd listened to me mum. That malignant-minded macropod then turned around and wheeled, bolting bravely through the middle of the local football field. The entire population were now witness to my shame as we scattered refs and players in the semi-final game. I dug me fingers in his fur and clung through every bound till a head-eye from a half-back sent us sprawling to the ground. I clamped me thighs around the roo, reached out to grab his paws. When MacLeod whipped out his scalpel, we were deafened by applause. I held the roo. MacLeod attacked, complete with flashing blade. One expeditious slicing stroke the surgeon's skill displayed. As laying on the score line, I prepared to see it through. His timing was impeccable. He tidied up the roo, then flicked his kilt and took a bow to sounds of wild acclaim, while my legendary roo ride was a gallop into fame. Well, now MacLeod and I are famous, and the Kanga spends his day watching Mother weed the garden while his thoughts are far away. But I have a guilty conscience when I ponder what we done. I remember my embarrassment. But geez, the ride was fun. And me mother's none the wiser. So I guess things could be worse. Still, I'm giving her a present. It's a leather drawstring purse. <coughs> <coughs> Come back again for another weekly adventure with Stumpy and Grumpy.